0: Welcome to the Apple Store, Kfersendam. Meet the musicians with Maximo Park. Please now welcome our host and moderator, Vincent Wager of Flux FM.
1: Thanks everybody for coming out tonight. I really appreciate it. And so does the band Maximo Park, who are gonna be here with us shortly. Uh, Again, welcome to the Apple Store, and uh, we've got a little video clip for you now. So stay in your seats and stay tuned.
2: Have you ever been compelled Under a spell From a protagonist who knows you far too well Have you ever been undone By a slip of the tongue And betrayed a side of you that felt hard won So we watched the water swell From a Scottish hotel Have you ever fell, have you ever fell Are you going to tell me why There's a backpack by the bedroom window It's a pack of lies Everything has to reach a peak sometime Tell me why There's a map laying flat on the bedside table It's a pack of lies It's not a peak, it's a plateau Let me know When you want to leave this island Let me know When you want to hear my point of view In the observation lounge Couple's ready to pounce But there's a reticence from treading icy ground So we watch the water swell From a Scottish hotel Have you ever fell? Have you ever fell? Are you going to tell me why There's a backpack by the bedroom window It's a pack of lies Everything has to reach a peak sometime Tell me why There's a map laying flat on the bedside table It's a pack of lies It's not a peak, it's a plateau Let me know When you want to leave this island Let me know when you want to hear my point of view Let me know when you want to leave this island Let me know when you want to hear my point of view I'll stand up for you I'll stand up for you I'll stand up for you I will act as a semaphore I will guide you to a perfect landing I will act as a distant shore I will aim to be the last man standing for you I will act as a semaphore I will guide you to a perfect landing I'll stand up for you I'll stand up for you when you want to leave this island when you want to hear my point of view
1: So, wonderful video, wonderful band. Uh, Let me introduce the band, or you can introduce
0: yourselves.
3: Yeah, my name's Paul Smith, I'm the singer. (laughs) Hi. Uh, (laughs) Thank you.
0: My name's Tom English, I'm the drummer. Uh, I'm Lucas, I play
1: keyboards. So a few questions for these guys tonight. Um, the, the first thing I want to ask, uh, of course any of you can answer. Um, h- how do you think in the past five albums, musically, you've progressed?
3: Well, I think the evolution of our band is, is
1: quite subtle
3: from album to album. Mm-hmm. Um, and Too Much Information is probably the one album where we've made a bigger leap in, in terms of some of the sounds on the record. Okay. And but that is your new record? Correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, too much information, you can get it now. <laughs> <laughs> plug, plug. <laughs> There's the advert. Um, it's it, It's got certain electronic songs on it where there are less guitars than ever. I think it's a more confident record than some of our other ones, which is not to say that the other ones are bad, mm. you, but they have a kind of nervous energy, they have a, an, a kind of questing spirit to them, you, where we're trying to find things out about ourselves musically or lyrically and after four, making four records with the fifth one I think we felt very confident and so we can say okay it doesn't need guitars and it'll st- still sound like a Maximo Park song mm. you know Duncan our guitar- guitarist wrote a song called brain cells on the record yep. on a synthesizer right. and so his, his the roles were qu- kind of reversed on, a, on, on that song so for me you know I think this one is the biggest leap but with each record we've kept moving on within our own world, we always experiment with our own sound, but we're not an experimental band, okay. we're a pop band. Mm. So I think one of, one of the core things that has stayed the same through all of the records is that we love melodies, we like choruses, and lyrics that connect with people and hopefully you know, that people can relate to so those things we haven't lost but we we kind of go about it in a different way each time and with each record we felt like i think we had a a mood and an atmosphere that we wanted to create Mm. and sounds that we wanted to take on on those records and so it's been a a kind of a linear thing where people who really know the band will see the little adjustments with each record but on the surface of it we write songs and the song is the most important thing Mm. in the band
1: certainly is it is a very keyboard uh, there are a lot more keyboards, I think, on this record, from my personal point of view, so that's a good thing. Um, moving on, I got another question here. Um, this is a, a tricky one. If you, c- if you guys can go back in time, let's say now, um, I- is there anything you've learned over your journey that if you can go back in time and tell yourselves when you first started out, some advice you would give to your younger selves regarding the music industry or the band or anything like that?
0: Um, probably do more exercise. Do more exercise. <laughs> Stay in shape. <laughs> Because uh, it hits you when you get a bit older. Yeah. Yeah. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: th- I think there's a real. I mean, it's hard when you're a bit younger to kind of take a step back from what's going on, especially your, your first record or so. Mm. It's such an intense time. Yeah. And you, you kind of things rush by so quickly. Um, you know, and you, there's lots of opportunities that. I mean, uh, there's nothing that I can think of in particular, but there's a lot of opportunities coming your way, and. You know, you've got to try and grab them, but at the same time, you can't really let it get on top of you. And yeah, I think, you know. I mean, I think, I think back to the first year of touring, and right. it was fun, but yeah. it was also really stressful. And, <laughs> and kind ge- of
1: general health, I can imagine, right? I mean, of course, y- just yeah.
4: I mean, there's this health, but emotionally as well, yeah. it's actually really hard work. Yeah. And I think if you know, you kind of need to be able to, you know, just sort of realize that it isn't the be all, be all and end all. Yeah. And you know, hopefully, you will get to make another record, and mm. you know, that feeling kind of you you start to get that feeling as time goes on you know you realize that this isn't everything and yeah. you, you know you don't have to put everything into every record and i think you can hear that especially with with our last record there's kind of a we recorded it ourselves as a kind of a you know you take that risk to record it yourselves and and that kind of inner confidence i think you can kind of feel that in the music but yeah it's a
3: bit more relaxed isn't it yeah in certain places and then In places where it needs to be intense, it is intense. You know, we kind of have punkier songs Mm. on the record. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, we we haven't lost that that energy. But at the same time, if you if you need to take a step back, if a song requires you to be softer, you know, some of the singing on the new album is a lot softer for me. Um, And again, as Lucas says, when we first started out, we wanted to be our own our own band and I think we, we had little rules about doing things that we always said, we're never gonna do that. And then you kind of break those rules slowly but surely by realizing, hey, it will still sound like Maximo Park in the end in the end of it all. Um, but it, it does feel like you may never make another record. So you want all of your energy goes into it and it's a very intense mm-hmm. thing and you when we've had disagreements in our in our past those disagreements are magnified by the intensity of all of our characters yeah, whereas okay. now we know how lucky we are to be together and we know that there will be arguments along the way and you will have you will disagree if there are five equal partners in the band which is which is kind of how it works with us i think when we first started out we all had a bit of tunnel vision you know i, I speak personally probably <laughs> but you know yeah. you, you you're driving towards a certain <coughs> point and you, d- you, d- you don't really know what's going on around you I sometimes. Think, I think it's
4: important to have an outlet that isn't the band as well. Mm-hmm. And that came with time, you know, people did solo records, people did
1: little things outside the band. Right, right. You um, guys got any side projects going on? Sorry to cut you off. Y-
4: well, yeah I, yeah, I personally don't at the moment. But <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was a good time to ask that question. I do a bit of DJing and that's, that's quite ah, that's satisfying pretty cool. for me to do all remixes. All right. Um, but yeah, something that isn't the band and yeah, um, you know, that allows you to kind of feel like I don't have to put all my ideas into this band and that, that mm-hmm. kind of allows the pressure off a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't always develop together in a room. I think often there's a pressure when you're writing especially. Right. is Oh, we're a band, we, we are seen as five guys together, but you have to grow into your role apart as much as together. So, okay. so yeah, it, it, if you've got side projects yeah. uh, and interests outside the band, that brings more to the group yeah, than yeah. you just only working together.
3: Well, there are, things, there are things that you want to achieve that the other guys don't share. And mm-hmm. that's, that's because we're all individuals Everybody's as well. individual, of course. And so, so you, have yeah. to, you have to fulfill those things, otherwise you'll become pretty agitated, <laughs> if you ask me. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we recorded the record with Field Music, our friends who are in a, in a band from Sunderland. And it, it's always nice to kind of have a little bit of extra perspective on what you're doing instead of it just being you guys, which is why we've always worked with the producer up till now. Right. But you guys
1: aren't doing that at the moment, No, right? no. You guys, are actually, this is a self-produced record, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It's a pretty big, uh, how do you guys, I mean, how does that feel to be, I mean, was it, I guess it was a new experience, but I mean, um, uh, how can I, how can I put this? Yeah. How was it self-producing it, your own record? It,
4: I mean, it was, it was really good. Yeah. I mean, We've done four albums with a, with a producer and in quite a traditional way, hiring a studio, going in for a short amount of time, re-recording you know, the, your demos that you've done and doing... You know, everything comes from one time and one place, and that, that's mm. kind of a nice way of doing things as well. There's kind of a consistency and it, it all kind of links together. Okay. But at the same time, you know, when you write as a band and you, and you do demos and you're trying different things, there's sometimes a little bit that gets lost. You, know, you listen back to a demo and. The, the final recording is great and it has something else, but then there's also something in the demo that you might yeah. have missed. Um, and just ideas, you know, we were interested in recording, diff- using different mics, how to mic up a drum kit, yeah. different ways of, of doing things,
1: using a okay. keyboard that sound instead yeah. of guitar did, sound. Did you guys have to do all that? Did you actually set the studio up yourselves for your own yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. recording? You didn't have any engineers on board or anything Dunn like Duncan, our
3: guitar player, That's pretty is, cool. is a really good engineer anyway. And great. He's been... Again, with, with his solo stuff, he's recorded a lot of stuff himself. Yeah. And he actually learned the ropes before the band. He went right. to a college in Derby and learned sound engineering. Right, and our, that was how our, our very first release was recorded by him. And okay, that's how we okay. got picked up by Warp Records.
1: Oh, cool. I mean, I think a lot of people... It's, uh, it's two different things, being a musician and a producer. So it's, it, it, there, is, there must be a learning curve to that. Because uh, I guess a drummer doesn't always know how to mic. You know, or something <laughs> like that. He does, does now. Yeah, he does now. <laughs> uh, and, and thanks to on the new record, it is self-produced. It's pretty yeah. awesome.
4: Yeah, th- and, and when you work with producers, obviously we've learned quite a lot. Yeah. From how to do things. I mean, you know, Gil Norton, who we've done two records with our second record and fourth okay. record. He's he's quite he's got some really interesting songwriting tricks that we've kind of picked up and, and you know we've learned we've used them and we have cast some of them aside because the, maybe <laughs> they're you know a little bit cheesy, but. That, you know, there's a real way of kind of building a song to make it really solid. You know, going from one section to another in a certain way, rather than just sort of jumping from one bit to another, and you know, so all these things we've kind of learnt over the years. And you know, obviously it's a risk that y- you feel, is this going to pay off? You know, we're going to make the decision to go out on our own, but mm-hmm. it it did. W- you know, it feels like it really worked. So there's a real kind of confidence from f- comes from that.
0: Awesome. Producers are a bit like magicians who give away their tricks. You know, <laughs> right. if you work with them for long enough. Yeah, they're going to give it give it all away, and yeah, that's to your benefit from their <laughs> loss,
1: unfortunately. <laughs> cool. Well, I mean, um, you guys, you do have a new member uh, on sort board. Sort of. Yeah, we,
3: uh, Archer's our bass player retired from live performance because he didn't want to do it anymore. Okay. But he still contributes to the records. Um, so we've got a guy called Paul Rafferty <laughs> who plays with us live. Okay. And he was in a band called Hot Club de Paris. Who I think we, I've heard of them. Yeah. Well, we're a big deal. Yeah, we we. Yeah. we all owned their records and really right. liked them and yeah, yeah. they played with us uh, about 10 years ago now we asked <laughs> them to play with us and its is it 10 years? Not quite no. yeah. does it feel that long? It feels <laughs> that long <laughs> they played with <laughs> us in Middlesbrough Town Hall I remember oh. on a, in a particularly disappointing concert, um, yeah. they weren't disappointing, they were very good yeah. but yeah we, we, we've, we sort of stole him from his other band because they were okay. all doing different things and right. so he kind of contributes live as well, with it.
1: he's got his own Musical personality that somehow gets into the songs. Okay, I mean, and how, is, how is, has it changed the dynamic of the band to have somebody else there? I know, it's, you know sometimes I guess it's like math, isn't it? You know, you got five guys and it all kind of work together, and then maybe a new piece comes along and it's like a Rubik's Cube. So has the dynamic between you guys changed because of the new member?
4: Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. 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 I mean, obviously, you've, it's a very intense situation all the time. There's five people mm-hmm. in a bus you know, <laughs> going around Europe you get to know each other very well and then one person gets changed so that inevitably the chemistry is quite different but I think it's been really refreshing for me personally to have Paul in the band because he's seeing it kind of with new eyes a little bit you know Mm. as he's kind of coming in uh, touring in a way that he hasn't quite been used to before where we you know we have a, a large bus and we have some nice catering and um, you know, we're, we're, we're
3: playing some. It's all about the food, Yeah, ham <laughs> <and laughs> H- It's sandwiches, very important. Right. You get the ham <laughs> sandwiches backstage. Yeah. And, uh,
4: and uh, but, you know, he, he, I think he kind of appreciates it in a way that we sometimes might have forgotten, really, yeah, because right. in a way there's a kind of a routine sets in. Sure, sure. Um, and, you know, plus he's just, he's, he's a funny, upbeat yeah. guy. Yeah, Ar- so. is quite a
3: gentle character mm-hmm. and a very nice man, but Paul's just cracking jokes all the time.
1: <laughs> I, won't, I won't tell you some of them. Uh, They'll stay behind closed doors. It's a (laughs) family-friendly show It uh, is here at Apple. (laughs) Um, So, hey, you guys, I mean, the new album's out. Um, There's a special package on the album that comes with a, if I'm not mistaken, it's an EP Mm -hmm. of cover songs, which I think is always a cool thing to do. Um, How did you guys choose the song? What are the covers that you're doing? And how did you guys choose those songs? Well, we did Leonard
3: Cohen, Lover, 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 which is a song from one of his mid-70s albums, not one of the more famous ones. And it's a good example of what we did on the EP, because we picked that song because we thought that we could do it. There are Mm -hmm. plenty of his songs that I love, but I don't think I I would feel comfortable singing some of the the words. Whereas on this one it felt like it had an ambiguous quality that I could inhabit when I sang it, which kind of goes for all of the rest of them as well. Mm -hmm. And it also had a kind of funkiness. Again, Leonard Cohen's often finger-picking Quiet songs, and this one was one of his more aggressive songs. So it meant that us as a band, who are very energetic generally, could right. put our own musical stamp on it. But there's stuff like that, and there's Mazzy Star's uh, "Fade Into You," another yeah. classic. Mazzy Star's brilliant. You know, so good be- beautiful song, and Duncan sings that one. And, oh, cool. there's an, and there's one where I play the guitar, a cover of Nick Drake's "Northern Sky," which is demo that i did mm-hmm. for a night with nick drake's producer joe boyd
1: whoa so you actually worked with nick's producer yeah. on a nick song yes which Amazing. was pretty pretty
3: <laughs> daunting um so I, I i did this little demo and the guitarist i worked with then played it much better cool however cool. On, the, on the on the version that you hear on the covers ep duncan covers up my mistakes with a little lead guitar <laughs> so they, we, we, it's kind of a, a little nod to things that we've been influenced by but also things that people might not expect okay. Maximo Park to be influenced by. So there's Towns Van Sant, who's a country guy, Young Marble Giants, right. which maybe people might associate with us, but a female
1: singer's words sung by me hopefully yeah. gives it a different spin. Okay. And speaking of inspirations, because you did touch on that briefly, um, the new record, um, it, this is a bit of a broad question, but what are some of the inspirations behind the new record? Period. Well there's there's, well, lo- there's lots of lyrical life I mean there's lots yeah. of
3: lyrical ones okay. um, but I, I, I always talk too much so <laughs> we should maybe talk about the musical ones as well um, but the kind of the, the lyrical ones are kind of there for all to see and if you get the booklet the booklet actually has a recommended reading and viewing and that comes in the album it has yep. to it Great. has to oh, we, the booklet we, we, the booklet yeah think we of always, a little book yeah no. <laughs> I, th- I, I think online you can it yeah. flashes up on your screen it's pretty cool and um, some of the people in the songs like there's a, a song called Her Name Was Audrey and it doesn't mention that it's Audrey Lord. It was a, uh, an African-American feminist poet, oh, but on okay. the inside it says recommended viewing, a litany for survival, which was a, a documentary about Audrey Lord, so people can find out a bit more about the songs if they want, but also they exist by themselves right, and hopefully right. you, c- you can just enjoy them anyway. That's pretty cool. Yeah, musically we're all, we're all pretty diverse in our interests, so
0: I think because we produced it ourselves, we were in a unique position to work one track at a time. Like Lucas said, often we record everything in a, in a batch, in, a, right. in, a, in an allotted time okay. with a producer. But when you're working by yourselves, you do one track at a time. So it was less the case that we had an overall approach. We'd, um, it's, And that's why it's ended up being such a diverse yeah. album. And a good album, I might add. I have heard it, it's fantastic. (laughs) So, so for instance, I mean, there's a song called Where We're Going, the final track on the album, which Paul wrote, and to record that, we decided to do it live in our live room in the studio in Newcastle, Um, and we used a room mic which picks up all the instruments at the same time, which is something we don't often do. Mm. And the inspiration there was something quite retro-like uh, Phil Spector or, or Brian Wilson's recording techniques to get that sort of echoey and okay. atmospheric sound to it. Um, but there again we could work on a song like Leave This Island, which a lot of people when talking about it have referenced Depeche Mode, which is not something we talked about <laughs> at the time. Um, no, I mean, I, mean,
4: it's, it's, I mean when you strip it down it's just a very simple kind of, just a piano just chords, a nice chord progression which Okay. I, I listen, you know, like Nick Cave, <coughs> yeah. something like that, where it's, you know, he, he's he's playing just, it's just really bare. But then obviously, because, you know, we listen to so much different types of music. And right. I think on this record, we kind of allowed ourselves to be influenced by so many things and kind of and show those influences a little bit more rather than worrying about it might not be consistent. Right. We okay. just kind of yeah. ran with it. Um, Good stuff. So, so then, you, you know, you can hear maybe the knife, you know, with the, with the kind of the, the, the production of of Leave This Island mm. and and pu- and Dunk when he was writing Brain Cells mentioned Fever Ray, who's uh, the, the side the, sti- the singer from the girl f- from the Knife her side project. Again, you know it's very spacious electronic music, mm-hmm. which is in something that you would normally associate with us. But it again, works. you know it's it, it, like Paul said, the song is the most important thing, and and, al- and and also allowing some space into the music allows Paul to sing in a slightly different way, mm. um, which totally affects the whole colour
1: of what we can do. So cool. So uh, I've got one more question, and then we're going to go on to the Q&A, which uh, you guys can ask questions yourselves from the band. Um, um, What bands are you guys kind of listening to these days? What are some of your your favourite bands or friends' bands, (laughs) for instance?
0: (laughs) Um, We're not friends yet, but uh, I really like a singer called Eurus Childs um, who used to have a band called Gorky's Zygotic Monkey from <laughs> Wales uh, they were they were popular in the 90s and early 2000s but now he's a solo artist uh, and he has sung, sung in Welsh a lot in the past okay but it's still very accessible musically but his more recent solo work is uh, sung in English and it's for me it's really perfect pop music mm. and I heartily recommend
3: <laughs> <it>. <laughs> good stuff and um, uh, I like Sun Kill Moon that's the latest Sun record Kill I've Moon got, which is the, um, a singer called Mark Kozalek, who used okay. to be in Red House Painters, and it's very sad music, and that's <laughs> the kind of music I like. Great.
1: <laughs> yeah. How about you, Lucas? Uh,
4: I guess in contrast to that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I like other kinds of music yeah. as well, you know. Um, I mean, we all listen to all kinds of stuff, but I mean, there's a record by a, a guy called James Holden, and he's a, an electronic producer, but his, his last record is it's really maximal, in you know when kind of maximal perhaps isn't very cool in the electronic world. Everything's kind of okay. stripped back and cold and spacious. This is just mm. throwing ev- <coughs> everything yeah. in, and, and it sounds yeah it sounds. Incredible. Is it
1: something that maybe influences your keyboard playing?
4: Uh, if, uh, not particularly that record. Okay, but yeah, I mean he's done some some previous stuff that's kind of more, um, yeah. I mean it, it kind of has influenced it because it's got more space in it and it's kind of th- it's got a kind of a real nice groove to it.
1: Cool. Cool. Um, I want to give the, uh, the audience a chance to ask some questions. So in a minute we're going to have a Q&A. Uh, and you guys can basically ask the band your questions. So thank you very much for taking the time to answer my questions. No worries. Thank okay. you. So, Don't be shy. Yeah, I think there's going to be some microphones here that's going to... Uh, yeah, um, young lady over there. Hi. Hello.
0: Um, I would like to ask you a question, too. Um, if you have the chance to pick your
3: artist who cover one of your songs, who would it be and which song would it be?
1: Ooh. That's a great question. <laughs> that's a <good laughs> question. I wish I would ask them that. That's <laughs> fantastic.
3: You, you, you've got his job now. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a very difficult question. Um, I suppose I would probably choose somebody who had a really good voice that you know, would put some, something different into the songs. And may, maybe a female voice as well. Some of my favorite singers are people like Elizabeth Fraser from the Cocteau Twins, or uh, Sean Marshall, who is Cat Power, or Aretha Franklin, you know, really incredible vocalists who have a lot of soul. Um, so may, yeah, maybe somebody like Cat Power, because that's probably, I, I've actually met Cat Power once or twice, um, and so that doesn't seem too distant. Maybe I'll ask our—we have mutual friends, um, so maybe we could ask our friend. I, think, I think she could do it.
4: <laughs> She could do a great
1: job of going missing. There you go. That, that would be great. Cool. That would yeah. be pretty pretty cool. All right, and uh, we got time for a couple more questions. Anybody else? You, sir. Yeah, right there. You. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hi, guys. Hello. <laughs> Hello. So, I'd like to ask you um, where did you meet and what's the story behind your band? Well, well, uh, well, well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll try and answer this quickly. But, um, you as it. you know, we're all from Newcastle. Uh, we met um, because we, we all studied at university there. Um, and during the time that we were at university, I was on a course uh, studying with Paul, and I've always known him since then. Um, and Lucas was in a band um, who we knew at the time, and um, Duncan and Archis were first together in a band, and the way it started was the singer in their band didn't want to perform the songs that they wrote together, Um, so they decided to make their own band, which worked out a lot better. (laughs) and um, and it was Duncan and Arches who ended up approaching Lucas and I to um, make their first songs. And then after about two years of that, which was up to 2003, we decided we needed a front man quite urgently. And so we asked Paul, who I knew all along. And um, But it w- maybe wasn't an obvious choice because Paul We knew knew him as a a guitar player in in an instrumental band called Me and the Twins, who had actually supported us on an early show. Um, And it was only, well, my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, she suggested to me that we ask him to sing because I think she'd seen him (laughs) singing along uh, merrily to some tunes in in a nightclub. And he also had a bit of a reputation for the karaoke. Uh, and still does (laughs) and so uh, maybe not to our surprise when we gave him some demos of of what became the first album pretty much he came back uh, kind of ready ready to go uh, both as a singer and a writer and that was that's what completed the band
1: Uh, guys we have time for one more question you right there with your hand up it's got to be a quick one, I, I'm sorry. Yes, it's okay. okay.
4: <laughs> so guys, there's a festival in Southern Austria at the end of July. It's called Acoustic Lakeside, and it's different than it's actually acoustic. Bands yeah. play all acoustic sets, and it's really small. It's like much smaller than the festivals that you play.
3: How, how did the collaboration come about, and are you excited for that? They just gave us a call, and we said yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you didn't know about the festival before.
3: Uh, no, but it's, it's something that intrigues us, because we are known for being you know, a very energetic live band and the songs are very passionate and that is evident when we play live and we rock out and it's very loud and everybody enjoys it, hopefully. (laughs) Um, But the song's passion can also be interpreted in different ways and you'll see a little bit of that today. Um, Anyway, we'll we'll play for you soon. Um, But it's it's nice to be able to hear your own voice, that's why I said yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll be there. I'll be there at the first cool. See Thanks. you there, see you later.
1: <clears throat> Guys, thank you so much for coming out tonight. Uh, it's been a pleasure for you all to be here. And I'd like to thank Maximal Park for taking the time to answer my questions and your questions. So thank give you, give him a round of applause.